Blog Talk Radio. Today, my name is Tom Marquez, El Presidente. Today is our mock draft. We're going to be going through the entire mock draft. Uh, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, and our official NFL contributor, um, joins us. And we're going to be breaking down for the next 90 minutes or so uh, all you need to know for next uh, next week's uh, draft. My name is Tom Marquez, El Presidente. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. 
With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Okay, okay. I can't believe it. I've been playing 4-on-4 four four with a barbershop quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board. Do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish, in the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. My name's Tom Markowitz, El Presidente. Yes, that Black Rifle coffee is good coffee. Got some right here. I'm going to tell you what. Not only is it good coffee, but, you know, when you buy a bag, you give a bag. I've got a friend that's in the Navy. Their son's deployed, and that's all they serve on the ship is various different types of Black Rifle coffee. BlackRifleCoffee.com. Check it out. Joining us now, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and Inside.com. How are you, sir? Good morning, Tom. Doing good. Traps right around the corner. Uh, can't right. wait. You got your black rifle coffee? You got any coffee? <laughs> oh, I have coffee. I, yeah, I, yeah. I needed it this morning, let me tell you what. I, I had a visit from St. Animals last night. I know you know what, you, know you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Good, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. Well, hey, let's always, jump right into this. a fun this. night. 
Oh yeah, most yeah. definitely. Let's let's, uh, let's jump into this. It, the draft's right around the corner. So first, first of all, before we get into our annual mock draft, well, let's dive into the Ed Kratz playbook for the Indian Indianapolis Colts too, if you want. Uh, but for the Philadelphia Eagles, as they prepare for the draft, obviously that's uh, you know they're got, getting their war room ready and everything. So what's what's going on in the in in the inner circles of the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, I, I think, you know, Howie Roseman loves to move around the board. So I think, you know, he spent the last, you know, few weeks trying to find out, uh, you know, who might be willing to make trades on draft night, which, you know, Thursday Thursday night, first round. Um, you know, he's got the 15th and the 18th pick. And uh, I think in, you know, perfect world for him, he would probably want to move up a little bit from 15 to uh, grab um, – well, it'd be interesting to see who, who slides, but I know they really like Jordan Davis in this draft. They've never taken a safety in the first round, but Kyle Hamilton, if he falls out of the top 10, or even if he's sitting there at 10, maybe the Eagles can trade up to the Jets. But, you know, it's going to cost, cost you a little bit. But, you know, I think that, like I said, perfect world. You trade up a little bit from 15 if you're Howie, and then at 18 you probably try to trade back and recoup some of the picks that you lost in that initial deal to move up, you know, that's a perfect world for him. You trade up at 15, move back from 18. And um, I don't know if they'll be able to do it. It it takes two to tango. Uh, So, you know, I don't know who's going to be out there for them to deal with, Uh, but you know, they did make that kind of surprise trade with the saints, you know, eight pick swap with the New Orleans saints that uh, landed the Eagles, another first round pick next year. Uh, Uh So they have two again next year. So, uh, you know, it, it it seems to me that he's going to be looking to deal. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he finds a way to do it. He always seems to do that. And, uh, it's going to be something to watch once the draft comes on Thursday. Well, you're absolutely right, and that's one thing the Eagles have done well over the last couple of years. It's certainly, uh, you know, dealing with trades with the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz. Uh, so the Philadelphia Eagles know the the trade game and know how to make it work. And and you know, if, if you've got some trade bait to make it work and get yourself in a good position, you know, you you often wonder how much of an impact will a, a newly drafted rookie make on the team immediately, but at least that what you're looking at is if, if you're doing it right, which the Eagles appear to be doing the, the draft, you're drafting people for your future team. So a lot of people think, well, he ain't going to make any impact in the next couple of years. Well, that's kind of the reason, but what, I mean, how big of a, uh, of a, of a thought process Eagles or any team insert name here. Uh, do you think really rely on the draft to make an immediate impact on the following year? Yeah, I think some teams do. Uh, you know, it's interesting because Daniel Jeremiah, the analyst from, you know, the NFL Network, we had him on a call uh, Thursday. Uh, I think it was, yeah, Thursday. And, you know, he, he talked about what makes a successful draft. And he, he said that Saint, or that Seahawks team that won a Super Bowl back, uh, whatever it was, what year was that, 13 or 14, somewhere in that range. And he said they had a great draft the year before. So they were able to ride that draft to the Super Bowl win based on the players they took that year um, or the year before. So, you know, and you saw the Bengals this year, you know, they took uh, Chase, Jamar Chase, and he was a big reason, uh, you know, how they got to the Super Bowl uh, this past year. So, uh, you know, some teams will look at a draft that, hey, we're close. We just need to add a couple pieces. And if we do it right, we could be in the Super Bowl next year. But I think most teams probably look at it as kind of a three-year process. 
if you can get, you know, maybe three or four starters out of a draft over the span of, you know, three years, if you, you know, you draft somebody say this Thursday night or this weekend coming up uh, and he's not a starter, but he gets some time, but maybe in 2023, he's a starter or 2024, he's a starter. So you're looking at kind of a three-year window. If you can find guys um, that will become starters, not necessarily this year, but in two, you know, in a year or two, then, then that's a successful draft. But uh, that that's kind of, I think, how most teams view it. But some teams do have such a great draft that, that the one year that that puts them in the Super Bowl, either that year when these guys are rookies or the following year. Well, you know, in keeping it in that line of discussion, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's say they don't they don't move anything for 15. They stay right at 15. Uh, there well, looks to be, a, you know, a, a guy from Ohio State by the name of Chris Olave, uh, one of the best receivers that that's probably going to come out of, of the draft this year. And, and he's probably going to might even we, – we, we talked early. Obviously, a lot can happen. But uh, he's – out of all the receivers in this year's class, he's got to be one of the most NFL-ready uh, to go out there and make an immediate impact. So in this situation with, with the Eagles – I mean, do they really want? I mean, if if Chris Olave is still available at fifteen, do you, do you think they take it, or is is Chris Olave going to go somewhere else? Because he's going to. I mean, I'm surprised that he would still be there at fifteen, but still, he's he's certainly going to be making a a great impact out of Ohio State. Yeah, I, I think both those Ohio State receivers, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, they both could. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, be in the mix. I think Wilson will probably be more in the top 10, top 12 range, uh, but Olave could be there at 15 and maybe even Jamison Williams, uh, the Alabama receiver who, you know, he's not NFL ready. I mean, he's hurt, he's hurt so he's going to require, you know, more rehab uh, from that ACL he tore in the national championship game. But, uh, you know, to me, he's probably the best receiver, you know, in this draft. He's just not ready to come in day one and you know, contribute, but that's okay. Like I said, you know, if you get guys that help you next year and the year after, that's good. And I think he will, Williams would be able to contribute at some point during the 2022 season. Um, but, you know, these, these receivers that are coming out, you know, and talking to all these analysts, you know, they're always, you know, they're always doing these conference calls and I'm on every one of them. Um, <laughs> they, none of these, none of these receivers that have, are as graded as highly as, you know, that last year's group, uh, Jamar Chase, obviously, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, all three of those have higher grades than anybody uh, in this receiver class this year. Um, but you've seen the explosion of receiver contracts in the offseason. You know, Christian Kirk getting a King's ransom to go to Jacksonville. Allen Robinson getting a lot of money to go to play for the Rams. Uh, you know, we see Debo Samuel now wanting to be traded and A.J. Brown and you know, these receivers now are commanding so much money that uh, you're seeing some of these receivers kind of get pushed up in the draft because, guys, you know, teams want to get these guys uh, and have control of them at, at a reasonable contract for like four years or so. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson in Minnesota is a great example. You know, the Vikings took him in 2020. He's only on his second year of a, a four-year deal with a fifth-year team option. He's only making $3 million this year. I mean, that's a bargain one of the best receivers in the NFL. So, you know, that's why some of these receivers get pushed up as high as they are. Uh, and it's a solid group, but it's nowhere near what it was last year. That's for sure. Ed Gratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles at SI.com, our official 
uh, uh, NFL contributor. This is our annual mock draft. Uh, real quick, uh, Ed, uh, the Browns don't go to 44, but we got, you know, our super fan Browns guy. Uh, you know, so that, he said, well, what did he say, Adam? I mean, Ed, what did what did he say? <laughs> he said Sky Moore. Uh, it would be in the in the number forty four pick. Um, what are your thoughts about him? I'm not hearing a lot of buzz about him. But there again, uh, no offense to the number forty four slot in the NFL. It is the number forty four slot in the NFL. But uh, you need to start to hear a little bit more about him. But what what can you say about Sky Moore for the Browns? Possibly, maybe. Yeah, I think that range uh, feels right for Sky Moore. You know, he came from Western Michigan, you know, not exactly a, a hotbed of talent. I think Corey Davis came from there, and, you know, Corey Davis still is figuring it out. I think he went to the Titans in the top ten a few years back. So, uh, you know, Sky Moore has some speed. Uh, you know, I think he's like a 4-4 guy uh, speed-wise, but not real, not real long, you know, about 5'10", 195 pounds. Um, you know, look again, I think these receivers get pushed up. I'm, I'm not sure I would take him at 44. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he'll be in that range for sure. Uh, um, teams like him, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what his long-term prospects in the NFL would be. I don't think he's got that length. I think he's kind of a manufactured touch guy. If you get him some, the ball in some space, he'll, you know, he's quick enough to, 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 you know, get some yards, but I'm not sure uh, he would be kind of the flavor for the Eagles, to be honest. Maybe he is for the Browns. They they could use some receiver help, and, you know, there's going to be some guys there. I like Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama in that range. I would mm-hmm. probably pick him better. I take him before I would take Sky Moore. I would, might even take Christian Watson, a uh, guy with some size and speed uh, from North Dakota State. Uh, but I, I like those two guys better probably than Sky Moore if I'm you know, picking at 44 for the Cleveland Browns. All right, let's dive into this, and let's uh, start with the first uh, pick overall. Go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think everybody's a common belief that Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson uh, seems to be the spot there. Obviously, he's the edge rusher from Michigan. They're not going to draft a quarterback. We we know they're, they're solid in their quarterback situation, but – and Jacksonville does need some defensive help, but I think this is the guy that can do it for him. And I, I think most most mock drafts that I see and things that are coming across over the last couple of days do have him as the number one pick. Certainly, if you feel like there's somebody different, uh, feel free to to you know let us know. But uh, are we do we think that uh, Hutchinson would be the first overall pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, you know the GM Trent Balky said I guess yesterday that there's still four guys they're thinking about um, at that top pick. And, you know, I know Doug Peterson, the new coach there, obviously Super Bowl winner here in Philadelphia. Uh, he loves offense. You know, I know they've done some good things with their O-line uh, in the off season. Uh, but, you know, I love that Icky Aquanu, the guard from NC State. Um, I would, I would love to take him if I'm the Jags, but yeah, I think you're right. I think they'll go defense and, you know, Aiden Hutchinson's been the guy consistently mocked, first to the Jags, but, you know, I think there could be some other guys in play here too. And if I'm looking for kind of an upset uh, pick, I know people have mentioned Trayvon Walker. I don't think I'd go there. Mm-hmm. I, I would go Kayvon. I'd go Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. I would, 
I would make him the number one over, overall pick. You know, I think uh, he's probably the best edge rusher in this class. Maybe Hutchinson could be that guy. But I, I like Kayvon Thibodeau to go one to the Jaguars. I mean, it's interesting. There's no consensus picks this year. It's the first time in four years that a quarterback won't be the first overall pick. The last one to not be a quarterback was Miles Garrett when he went first overall to the Browns in 2017. So it's going to be the first year in a long time, four years, that the quarterback hasn't been picked first overall. So who's it going to be? Still a lot of thoughts on it. My thought is Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau, Ed Kratz, first pick for the overall pick, my first pick. And we're going to keep track of this so we can talk smack next week when, when he, we're either all right or we're all wrong. <laughs> but I, I, I'm right. going to stick with Aidan Hutchinson, and I do apologize. I'm just going to say Hutchinson, edge rusher. Let's move on to the number two pick. Okay, I'm going to go and, and piggyback off what you said. I am going to go. Uh, and, and talk about Trayvon. Well, I was talking with Rick about this earlier this week. You know, Rick, uh, obviously big Lions guy. He also hopes that they pick up Trayvon Walker, but that seems to be the flow. And I'm not just trying to go chalk right now, but in the in the first three picks, it's it's kind of hard not to go chalk. I mean, as it, certainly as the draft approaches, it becomes apparent that NFL scouts are high are high on Trayvon Walker, and, and most of us knew that. So it's it's a, it's a it's a top pick, and I get that, but it is a good pick. And, you know, uh, he's got some flash with him. And, you know, he's you were at the Combine, and I don't know if you were at Pro Day, uh, but uh, he was one of the top five prospects then. Uh, so I think the Lions, number two overall, go with Trayvon Walker, edge rusher, out of Georgia, Bulldogs. Yeah, my concern with him is the kind of a low sack production total. I mean, the Georgia – scheme on defense is let your ends make plays, let your linebackers make plays. That's why I see a guy like N'Kobe Dean, who's, you know, 225 pounds, get five sacks. But, you know, they they want their edge, edge guys like Trayvon Walker to get sacks. And I know it's a talented defense, and, you know, you're mixing and matching different players in there. So it uh, be a little bit of a concern, not a very good sack production total uh, on a defense that, you know, was otherworldly. But uh, – a good pick. I, you know, I, it, a lot of ways the Lions could go. Quarterback, you know, Jared Goff is not your entrenched starter. But I think if Aiden Hutchinson doesn't go to the Lions or to the Jags and with the first pick, I think he goes here. Hometown kid, kind of. He's from Michigan, played at Michigan. This would be a great pick for the Lions. So I, I would go with Hutchinson here uh, if Thibodeau goes one. Okay. So we're just kind of swapping our one and two. You're, you're going with Hutchinson and two. Well, no, you didn't pick uh, uh, Trayvon in, in number one to my fault. So, okay. No. I digress. <laughs> and I, I'm our our, our producer, time, Mel- Melissa's keeping track of all of this. So, yeah, we'll, good, we'll, get, good. Oh, we'll have it all right. <laughs> all right. We'll talk about number three pick, the Houston Texans. Uh, I think a lot of people like Akeem Kanu, Anu, uh, uh, offensive tackle out of North Carolina State. You know, the Jaguars and Lions, assumably, will be taking defensive ends, and that does leave uh, Iquano or Akeem uh, on, on the board for the Houston Texans to take. Uh, much of the first, first two teams in the, in the 22 NFL mock draft, at least in the ones that I've seen. Uh, and certainly Houston could use some help when it comes to a, a rushing passer. But there again, they're in the AFC South, so maybe I, I don't really want them to do well in the draft. But <laughs> – uh, my my number three overall pick, uh, offensive tackle out of North Carolina State to the Houston, Texas, Ikeem Kawano, Iquano, 
And if you can pronounce that name better than me, Ed, I adore you. I am not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we'll just call it, it. It goes by Icky, you know, Icky Aquano. That's how you Icky. say it. I but, knew there uh, had to be. I knew there had to be a nickname there somewhere, but I just didn't know what. Yeah. It was. Thank you, we're, Icky. We're gonna. I'm, we're, I'm gonna we're gonna. We're gonna see on the overall Icky. third overall pick. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see a new Icky shuffle uh, in Houston, if you're right. But uh, who knows what the Texans are thinking? I think you go a bunch of different ways. But, uh, you know, I I think I'm going to go with a cornerback here. I think I'm going to go with – and, you know, the cornerback is really – the top two guys are Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati and uh, Derek Stingley from LSU. And, you know, Stingley's kind of a curiosity. He only had that 2019 tape to show. He kind of had some injuries, didn't really play with good technique the last two years, but some people feel like it's just kind of he shut it down after winning the national championship in 19, had an all-American season, and started looking towards the draft. But, you know, of course, he wasn't eligible uh, to, to be drafted. So, you know, he he was kind of on cruise control a little bit. But I, I like Stingley a lot. But I think some get, some analysts and some teams like, Stingley ahead of Gardner. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of kind of strange, kind of like last year when J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan were the top two corners, and they went eight nine to the Panthers and Broncos. Um, but I think you're going to see probably a cornerback here. At least I, I, I'd be my guess. So I'll, I'll go with Sauce Gardner. I probably like him a little better than Stingley. So I'll I'll pick a cornerback here and go with Sauce Gardner. Ed Kratz picks a Sauce Gardner. Doesn't go icky like like I did. I went icky. <sighs> Icky Shuffle. Who was your number one pick? Was it Turbo? Turbo Box? No, it's about, yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Pass so I think from it, Oregon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I didn't have him in, I didn't have him going in, in the in, in the in number one, two, or three. But I knew looking at him at number four for the Jets, certainly he's a edge rusher out of Oregon. Um, so, I mean, do you think you think he's going to be on there that long for the Jets to pick him up? You think it's a good pick for the Jets? I mean, we always say this every year, and I know you're close to New York, so you know you know what I mean. The, the Jets are going to do what the Jets are going to do, and what seems to be logic for the Jets always goes out the window. But to me, logically, mm-hmm. if he's still on the board, they need to scoop him up. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I agree if he's still on the board. Yeah, you could go edge rusher there. They could also use Kyle Hamilton, the safety from, you know, from, from Notre Dame. I mean, Hamilton's interesting in that, you know, he didn't run a really good 40 in his pro time, so some teams kind of dropped him for whatever reason. But I think he, he might be one of the best players in this draft at six four, you know, 200-plus pounds. But I, I agree with you here. I think the Jets will probably go D-line. And, and I'll have him take Trayvon Walker. I know you had – Walker going two uh, to the Lions, but I think he's still here, and I think they grab Trayvon Walker at four. Ed Kratz picks Trayvon Walker it's good to go to go uh, to go number four to the Jets. That's just going to make Rick just all kinds of happy. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the number five pick overall. Uh, certainly, that goes uh, to the Giants, to the two New York Kings, four and five. Again, we uh, disclaimer here with the assumption that things stay the way they are. Doesn't always happen that way, especially on the eve of, of draft. We see who goes up, who goes down. So for the moment, what we're talking about is the number five pick uh, with with the Giants. So when we we're using the current look at things now, as it stands now. So that disclaimer said, you know, I, I like 
this is, I thought we would, you know, just maybe just be, I've been trained to know that Alabama goes, you know, super early. This is the first time where I think we're going to see Alabama pop up on the, on the, on the draft, Evan Neal, offensive tackle for Alabama. And I think, uh, you know, David Gentleman left the New York Giants in a bad spot. The roster is far from competitive, and they don't even have much cap room to work with at all. So you got to look at that. That means that the 2022 feels like it could be time to start stockpiling young talent. And we talked about that earlier as they rebuild the roster. And, of course, they've got that new head coach, Brian DeBow. Uh So Evan Neal, offensive tackle uh, from Alabama, my number five overall pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, you know, the, the, yeah, good pick. The Giants, they're in a weird spot. They have kind of like the, the the other New York team, the Jets. They pick four and ten. The Giants pick five and seven. And you know, I, you know, they have a new GM, uh, Joe Shine, there, and the, with the Giants. And I, I really think he wants to trade down for, uh, with one of these picks. Um, it's going to be tough if you, if you hit on these two picks in four years when you need to make a decision on. Uh, handing out new contracts, you, you have two guys that you're going to have. You know they're going to command big money if they are, you know, developed the way you hope they do. Picking them, you know, in the top ten here. So, uh, and you mentioned they not a lot of resources. You know they're trying to shop to Darius Tony now, their first round pick from last year. Saquon Barkley, who knows how they feel about him? So, you know, I think the Giants have some options. And you know, you mentioned that there could be trades. You know, where guys would fall and and rise on the eve of draft night, you're going to see trades in, uh, in the first round. And the Giants are going to try, I think, to get out of one of these picks. But as they sit now at five, I, I would agree. I think Evan Neal's a really good pick at tackle, you know, start building up that offensive line to, you know, they seem committed to Daniel Jones, their quarterback. So, you know, you've got to protect them and you got to get them weapons. So um, they think they have some weapons in place and now they need to protect them. So Evan Neal, I'll, I'll pick him also at five. Also, I mean, well, I mean, the, the dude's massive. What is he like, six seven, six eight, three hundred and forty-five? I mean, he's the freaking Goliath on the field. I mean, <laughs> and, and he, he could yeah. really could take over on the left side for Andrew Thomas. You know, it's 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 a perfect fit. I mean, that's why we agree. We agree on the perfect, yeah, the imperfection, yeah. <laughs> He's huge, man. He's like six, six, seven, three hundred and forty pounds. I mean, he's a big guy. Uh, and you, and you know, Landon Dickerson from the, you know, with the Eagles. The Eagles took, you know, the Alabama center last year, and he's playing guard for him. But he was massive. I mean, they just make these. In Bama, somehow they get these big. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah, Neal's just yeah, a lady in a long line. Got to go back to some of those uh, sci-fi movies where they're, you know. Uh, creating the perfect soldier that's just like huge and, yeah. and mammoth. Yeah. You know, my grandpa uh, used to say, shake a man's hand. So the man knows that a man's shaking his hand, you know, that means that by a firm grip when you, when you shake a man's hand, yeah. God, not only can you not yeah. look him in the eye, at least most guys, right. you're going to have to take two hands to squeeze his one hand. You'll be like, you shake my hand a lot. Yeah. So big yeah. guys like that, you, you got you to gotta look at all right, time for the number six pick. I looked at, at this opportunity for the first time that we see a quarterback come off the list. Kenny Pickett for Pitt, uh, going to my granddaughter's Carolina Panthers. Uh, and, you know, the Cam Newton reunion, I think, was a crap show. 
uh, use that word nicely. Uh, but uh, there again, no, no, there again, we, we hear rumors about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is certainly one of the veterans that's going to make a move somewhere. And we, and so Carolina Panthers is there. But even at that, there, that the situation with Kenny Pickett certainly a great opportunity from for him to learn from Baker Mayfield. Do you want him as your mentor? That's a whole other conversation for a different show. And of course, you know, there's always that chance to be New Orleans. We'll, we'll jump ahead and and of them, and because you know they're also rumored high on, on Pickett. So because everybody likes him, and I'm hoping that he does well for my granddaughter's favorite team, the Carolina Panthers. And the number six pick overall, go with Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pitt. Yeah, well, listen, the Giants would trade that five pick if the Saints want to come on up and and grab him before the Panthers make a pick. Because, yeah, I think, you know, uh, Matt Rule, the coach in Carolina, he he needs to win. I mean, he's he's at the top of the list of hot seat coaches, I think, heading into the season. Um, And and who better to come in to try to win with than Kenny Pickett? He's believed to be the most NFL-ready quarterback, the guy that might not have a whole lot of upside, but a guy who can is ready to come in and start day one. He's an older quarterback. You know, he's decided to take the extra year at Pitt. Um, you know, all those athletes were given kind of that COVID option after missing um, the previous season. So, you know, he decided to stay instead of being a third or fourth round pick, which he probably would have been had he not come back. And now here he is being talked about as a top 10 guy. So he's a little older, most NFL-ready quarterback. Matt Rule needs to win. It just makes sense for them to take Kenny Pickett at this spot. So we're agreeing for two times in a row. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> great minds. <laughs> great hey, minds, you know, right? uh, great, great minds, great minds. I, I had asked Rick and, and Adam both to be on the show today. Uh, but uh, Adam's son's birthday, happy birthday to little Oliver. Uh, but uh, they're going on a bike ride. They're going to go on some trampolines. And uh, I was like, and you're going to be dead by five o'clock, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't able right. to do it. And, and uh, Rick has got his little pontoon boat, which, by the way, we need to go down there. But I know Melissa and I are going down there before the end of summer. He lives down on the river in southern Indiana. And so he's taking his pontoon bone out, uh, boat, not bone, as it's supposed to be in the high 80s today down there. So he says, you know, I'm I'm out. Count me out. And it's going to be beautiful here in Indianapolis. I digress today, too. I got last weekend, I got out the grill and the smoker. The long guys are coming. The birds are coming back to the bird feeder. I mean, Mm -hmm. don't speak too soon. 30-some-odd days to the Indianapolis 500. I mean, Indianapolis might be coming out of hibernation. <laughs> it's a great time of year. Lo- love this time of year. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I do too. I do too. I digress, but I, I, we go to the number seven pick. Still, we're hanging out with it with with the Giants. So, you know, Evan Neal was the selection for the Giants uh, that we that we talked about. Uh, of course, now on the clock again at, at number seven after. That I think they go with Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. I talked with Rick about that this week, and he thinks that's a pretty solid spot also uh, for the number seven pick. Uh, so obviously we know Rick is our expert in Notre Dame football because uh, he eats, breathes, and you know what, uh, Notre Dame football. Uh, and his, he's got rooms just dedicated to Notre Dame football. So 
I'm going to take his word for it. The Giants go with Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, for my number seven overall pick. Well, I think this is where I swerve left on you, Tom. We're not going to agree on this pick. Um, I, I think <laughs> I knew I think laugh. the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great minds can only think alike for so long, I guess. But um, right. I, they, you know, the Giants addressed the O line with the first pick, and again, I, I really. I really think they're going to try hard not to make two picks here, you know, within a span of three picks. But if they do, uh, I, I think they go offensive line here. And, uh, or I'm sorry, they already addressed O line. They go D line and they go with an edge rusher, the kid from Florida State, uh, Jermaine Johnson. Um, you know, the, they need to stack on, you know, that, that pass rush up. It's not a very good pass rush, it's not a very good offensive line. You know, I think you build both sides of the line. You know, it's a philosophy the Eagles use. Um, taking, although lately they've taken a lot of wide receivers, but, you know, they love, you know, the O-line and the D-line, and I think that's how you win in football, and they got the O-line, now let's go D-line and go with Jermaine Johnson here uh, with the New York Giants pick seven. Jermaine Johnson, Ed Kratz is picked for the number seven overall pick. Number eight, I'm going to look at another another quarterback. You know, a couple of years ago, even maybe maybe in the basketball tournament, we heard about a, a, a college called Liberty University. Now we're hearing about them all the time. And they're on a NASCAR. Uh, uh, they sponsor a NASCAR team, too. Pretty cool, actually. And another fun fact, our friend Adam graduated from Liberty. So I'm going to go with Malik Willis, quarterback uh, out of uh, uh, Liberty University to go to the Falcons. Uh, up until the final moments of Deshaun Watt, uh, of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, it, it seemed that the, the Falcons were about to land themselves a Pro Bowl or under center. However, Watson changed course and went in the 11th hour to Cleveland. So they need themselves a QB, and that man is Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty University. Of course, then Atlanta yeah, traded uh, Matt Ryan to the Colts. So there's that there's that line of, of thread that says that they need to pay themselves up a quarterback too. And, and But they signed Marcus Mar- Mar- Mariota. So, you know, and, and I, I don't think he's past his prime. So do we think that Malik Willis is going to come in and be that first-year franchise quarterback? No, but it's clear that the Falcons need that franchise quarterback. They got rid of their franchise uh, uh, quarterback in, in Matt Ryan, if, if you would say that they have had a, a franchise quarterback. The Colts now have him. We'll see how that happens. Pretty excited about that. I digress. He won the press conference here. A lot of people, they say you win the press conference, you win the fans. Well, he, he's certainly done that, and lovely family, so – uh, I'm excited to see Matt Ryan here in Indianapolis. Uh, selfless promotion there. Well, let's let's go ahead. My number eight, <laughs> my number eight pick to the Falcons because they clearly need a great quarterback, and this guy is going to be their franchise quarterback. I I, I would think well, he's going to be somebody's franchise quarterback. Put it that way. Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty University, number eight pick overall to the Falcons. Yeah, quarterbacks are a weird thing in this draft. Uh, it depends how you feel about them. You know, Willis is a guy that, that you know, by all accounts, isn't really ready to come in to be a starter like Kenny Pickett is. Uh, you know, he's a guy that needs work. Um, they have Marcus Mariota. And, you know, you mentioned Matt Ryan. Listen, he's a Philly guy, right? I'm always going to root for the Philly guy, Matt Ryan. From, <laughs> I forgot you know, about we're, that we're, connection. Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He's right outside of Philadelphia in the suburbs here. So, uh you know, good good guy, good person, good family man. You know, you root for guys like that always. And, 
uh, we'll see how long he can play for. You know, he's not, he's no spring chicken, but you know, n- neither are we, Tom, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely not. I hear you. But uh, yeah, I could see my Lake Willis pick here. Um, but I, you know, I, you know, I'm not sure. Again, the quarterbacks anchor every draft. How the quarterback goes affects a lot of drafts. And I, I just mm-hmm. think they're going to, they're going to probably, you know, they, they need a wide receiver. You know, Calvin Ridley suspended for the year. They lost Julio Jones last year. Kyle Pitts is a big threat. And uh, I, I just I just think they're going to maybe wait until next year and try to get a quarterback. You know, next year's crop is supposed to be better. You know, you could name maybe four guys that could be top five picks next year. Um, you know, C.J. Stout, I, I, I don't know if I can do this, but there's like four guys considered like <laughs> C.J. Stout, the kid in Alabama, Bryce Young, uh, the kid in Boston mm-hmm. College, Jerkovic might come up. Um, you know, there's a few guys next year that could be in that top five, top seven range. So maybe the Falcons wait till next year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off the board here. I'm gonna go with a receiver. I'm gonna go with Garrett Wilson from uh, from Ohio State with the eighth pick yes. instead of the quarterback. But I, I could certainly see him taking Willis. He's a good kid, guy that you can develop, uh, and then maybe next year he's ready to go. But I just think I think next year maybe they'll try to get the quarterback, and this year go with the receiver to help out Marcus Mariota. Garrett Wilson's my pick here. Garrett Wilson, number eight pick overall to the Falcons. There we go. So we we, we continue our, our division. Go to the number nine pick now. I, I look at uh, the Seattle Seahawks and what, what what do they got? You know, and they got this trade at the number nine from the Broncos. Uh, and I like Charles Cross, offensive tackle from Mississippi. That's that's my pick. One of the one of the huge trades that happened this offseason was the Seahawks sending Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Kind of blindsided a lot of people, but in exchange for that, for a package of draft picks as well as Noah Fant and Andrew Locke, they were all signs that they would look to bring in Maker Bayfield. Well, that did not happen as of yet. I don't think it's going to happen as a potential replacement for uh, Russell Wilson. So uh, they, the Seattle, Seattle signed Geno Smith, and it looks like that he and Locke will compete for a job. So where, what, what are we looking at? What, what's left? Whoever ends up with the star, starting will have a much better pocket after the first pick acquired in that trade. So they've got to make the best use of this trade. I said all that to say that. That's why they go with Charles Cross, offensive tackle from Mississippi State, and the number nine overall pick that they got from the Denver Broncos for Russell Wilson. We thought, sir. Yeah. Number nine. Well, I, we're, we we agree on the position tackle. I just think it's going to be Icky Aquano, who you had them. You know, he, you had him going early, right? You had him going uh, yeah, for, earlier, for free yeah. to Texans. But, uh, but I think if Icky's still on the board here, that it's going to be the Seahawks that do the shuffle. Uh, and, and grab this guy at number nine. Um, and, and you're right, it's kind of a weird quarterback setup for them. I, gosh, I, I don't know how you go into a season with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. And, you know, who was the other guy you mentioned? There's another guy there. But it's just not a good group of quarterbacks. So, I, you know, Baker Mayfield. The, the, guy, the, the guy from uh, Liberty was the other quarterback that I talked about. Oh, yeah, right. Well, so, we, yeah, you know, I just. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 they do need a quarterback, and Baker Mayfield's kind of the linchpin. I mean, the Browns can't keep him. Um, will they trade him <laughs> between now? You know, here, you know, here we are. You know, Saturday. You know, five days before the draft. I mean, will they find a, 
a, a match. You know, the Panthers, like I said, need a quarterback because Matt Rule's on the hot seat. Uh, do they feel better about Baker Mayfield than, you know, uh, Kenny Pickett? Uh, do the Seahawks want Baker Mayfield? I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, but he's kind of the linchpin to this whole thing. But right now, I, I haven't taken a tackle, and it's going to be Ike Aquano, in my opinion. Charles Cross would be a good pick, too. I think he's gone. So, um, well, we'll, yeah, we'll I mean, I had Ike going earlier, but certainly Ike's going to be in the top ten. We, we, I think we're both in agreement on that. Uh, now yeah. let's look at, again at the number – it's, we're going to the number 10. We're back to the Jets. And, and they got that from the, the, via the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so, you know, here's the – I'm going to go with your Garrett Wilson. That's going to be my pick. You you picked Garrett Wilson a little bit earlier, but a wide receiver out of Ohio State, super stud. Uh, it, uh, it, it, I mean, it's tempting to – I guess it's tempting to go after another defensive player for the Jets. But with the second pick in the top 10, they, they should instead go after the best player on their board – and if it plays out in the math that I have said here, it'll be Garrett Wilson. I mean, in a stack receiver class, he seems to be the number one guy on most boards. And I kind of agree that maybe he won't be there at the number 10. So then we'll be having a different discussion. Um, but I, I like Garrett Wilson, number number 10 pick overall to the New York Jets. Yeah, I Your think picks. this is a real landing spot for the Eagles. Um to trade up. I, you know, they traded up with the Cowboys last year going from 12 to 10 and took Devontae Smith with the 10th overall pick. Uh, you know, it would take a little bit more, but, you know, Joe Douglas, the GM in the New York, worked with Howie Roseman for a few years in Philadelphia. Uh, it's kind of Howie Roseman's right-hand man now. You know, they have a good relationship, working relationship. Um, I'm not sure they're on, you know, each other's, uh, you know, barbecue invite list for summer gatherings, but but uh, but they do have a good working relationship, um, and uh, I, you know this to me looks like the Eagles could offer you know their fifteenth pick, and maybe a fifth pick and a third round pick. They've got three third round picks, or three fifth round picks, and two third round picks. The Eagles do so. It's a pretty deep draft. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of talent late in this draft, fifth, sixth, seventh round. Undrafted kids will. Uh, there'll be a lot of good undrafted free agents available. I think. Um, but I think the Eagles move up here. But listen, we're not doing trades, so I'm going to go, you know, the Jets, to me, they could go uh, Gar- uh, Kyle Hamilton or Derek Stingley. And, you know, I, I think Hamilton goes somewhere in the top ten, but I don't have it here. I have him coming out of the top ten, and I have the Jets going uh, with Derek Stingley from LSU, the cornerback at this spot. We're talking to Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and Inside.com, our official NFL contributor. This is the balance, and this is the official uh, annual mock draft that we have every year. Sometimes we're right, sometimes we're not, sometimes we're somewhere in the middle. Uh, and Ed and I don't always agree on every pick, and we'll see what happens. And, 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 yeah, we could. I'm just not that good of a mathematician. Okay, well, the Eagles traded up here, so that means that the, the, I'm like, that means I'm going to have to think and do math. So we aren't doing trades in our, in our mock draft, but. You know, Ed, certainly feel free to throw in any any trades that you want, and even if you think it's not re- revolving around the Eagles. Uh, I just uh, – I don't have the bandwidth this time in the morning. <laughs> I need to keep it simple, man. Keep it keep it simple. I hear you. Let's go with the number number 11 pick. Uh, this uh, uh, goes to the Commanders. I'm still trying to get that to roll off my tongue, the Washington Commanders. As most of us know, the Washington Redskins and then the Washington team. <sighs> 
Washington Commanders. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the number 11 pick. I, I mean, you look at, you know, no one of several teams to get a, a, a new quarterback in the offseason. The, the Commanders uh, brought in Carson Wentz, uh, which, you know, I, I like Carson. I, I mean, I was never one of those Carson haters. And I hate to even use that word haters because I, I think the overall the fan base here in Indianapolis did not hate Carson Wentz. But, you know, in the offseason press conferences and in the owners' meetings and stuff, you heard Jim Demers say, basically, it just wasn't the fit. It just wasn't what we're looking for. And, unfortunately, are they going to find it in Matt Ryan? Hey, unfortunately, we're, we're having our, another starting quarterback in five years in a row. So Carson Wentz goes over to the commanders. Um, you know, obviously, who has spent the 21 season with the Colts. Um there's a lot of key pieces that have to to happen there at the Commanders, uh, including, you know, uh, wide receiver Terry McLaurin and, and, and running back Antonio Gibson. They've got to have something at their cornerback. That's where I think that that's one of the, the weak links. And let's let's face it, Carson Wentz is going to need all the help that he can he could possibly get. So Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati, super stud, uh, and um, – Cornerback. Yeah, yeah, he's a cornerback. Uh, <laughs> did I have, did I have <laughs> my position right? I told you I don't like thinking yeah. in the morning. But yes, he's a cornerback. Yeah. Sorry, go right ahead. That's my official pick, Bob Gardner, out of Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, listen, I, I um, I, I think this is another spot that could be traded. You know, the Steelers uh, are interested, obviously, in a quarterback. Uh, do they try to trade up here with the commanders or with uh, the Vikings who pick next? I mean, I, that, that's just something I know we're just doing straight up and I like it that way, but I think, you know, something to keep an eye on is the Steelers trying to come yeah. up a little bit from that 20 pick to get uh, into the top 10 here. So, or I'm sorry, the second 10, um, early second 10. So this is a possibility, but I, I think the commanders here, uh, you know, are going to probably take the safety uh, Kyle Hamilton, who I still have available uh, just out of the top 10, but I think, you know, safety makes sense for them. They they moved on from, uh, uh, gosh, one of the guys' names who escapes me, uh, at safety. Uh, but they need a safety. And I think Kyle Hamilton, if he falls to them, is a, is a great piece for, for that defense. So I look for Kyle Hamilton here to go go to the commanders at 11, if they don't trade the pick. This is where I should be playing the song Safety Dance, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got that? Yeah, that sheet up? <laughs> I wish I had. I had, I had I thought, thought ahead, I would, I would have had it done. Just, so I knew exactly at the time you were going to talk about safeties, I would have the safety dance, but we, we don't. It, you know, the, the commanders are going to be an interesting team to see as they do build up their defense. defense uh, you know, uh, this is a, a top prospect that I, I don't think that they should pass on. But, you know, we'll, we'll see if, if they don't, if they do or not. I mean, like I said, he was he was a superstar at Cincinnati. Uh, he was, he's really the definition of a shutdown player. And in the NFC East, where the Washington plays against the Dallas Cowboys, who have C.C. Lamb, but of course the Eagles have Devontae Smith, they really need such a player as Amon Gardner. There's, there's my cross defense for you, sir, as, as to why this should go with uh, Amon Gardner as opposed to a safety pick. Okay. We never that's that's who you're going with? with the, you're going Amon with Gardner, Vikings, yeah. Amon Gardner. No, 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 um, no, no, no. I haven't got to the Vikings yet. I was just – I was just talking oh, okay. uh, about Lamar Groner as to why as as, as to why the the uh, uh, commanders need to pick him up. I was I was I was ca- trying to counter your pick for safety. 
So, see, I got oh, I all. Do so you have three. the you, you have the Commanders taking Sauce, right, Gardner? No, I had the Commanders taking Ahmad Garner in the number eleven pick out of Cincinnati, okay. gotcha. and he's a cornerback. Okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> probably the best one. In, in my opinion, he's better than Stingley. But yeah, I I, I can't argue with that one. It's a good pick. Uh, all right, now we do uh, talk about the the the, the Vikings. Um, you know, it has to be frustrating, you would think, for the Vikings to still have a need for a cornerback after spending the first rounds on picks such like Mike Hughes and Jeff Glady. Uh But uh, I like Derek Stingley. We were just talking about Stingley. So sorry, got digressed there. Uh, but he's, Stingley is, you know, widely considered the number one prospect at the position in the twenty twenty one season when. Cincinnati went on a, on a run. Of course, Stingley's out of LSU, but cornerback LSU, Derek Stingley, goes to the Minnesota Vikings in the 12th overall pick. What's your pick? Well, sir? again, I, I, I'm with you on the position. Uh, and, again, another potential trade possibility for the Steelers, but I'm with you on the pick. I think they'll go cornerback. And uh, I have Stingley and Sauce both off the board, so I'm going to go with the kid from Washington, Trent McDuffie, who – you know, I like maybe more than some others. I, I, you know, he's a little on the smaller side, doesn't have great length, but he's fast. He's aggressive. Um, not a whole lot of production his senior year at Washington, only two picks. But I think this is a guy that can play safety. He can play uh, corner. And that kind of versatility in the NFL goes a long way. So I think they're going to go with Trent McDuffie here, uh, the Vikings, the cornerback out of Washington. Trent McDuffie. Out of Washington, the number 12 overall pick goes to Ed Kratz. Let's go to the number 13 pick. Is it an unlucky number? I don't know. I, I, would, I guess if you're super tish, you would trade out of that spot so you didn't have to have the 13 spot. But anyway, the, the, the Texans <laughs> have the 13 clock, as, as we now know, as, as it stands now, uh, via a trade from the, the uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, I like this edge rusher out of Florida State, Jermaine Johnson. You know, we talked earlier about the Texans taking Icky, at least I did, in their first selection. And so the Texans, of course, being back on the clock uh, with with the first of the three day one picks they got from Cleveland Browns, their Deshaun Watson trade. This is a good spot to bring in Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, who, who really feels that big need on the other side, you know, it, Believe it or not, a fun fact, Johnson was a former community college standout and then got a shot at the Georgia Bulldogs, and he finally uh, broke out uh, with the Florida State Seminoles. So he kind of had a up-and-down uh, college career, uh, but he's explosive. He's an explosive player who can uh, really get after the quarterback, which is something the, 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 the Texans really need. Uh, so uh, maybe because then that means he's going to be coming after Matt Ryan. See, I've got anything that happens in the AFC South, do I really want somebody coming after Matt Ryan? But, you know, it, it, putting on the Houston Texan hat uh, at the 13 pick, you, you go you go with uh, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State as its edge rusher. Yeah. Uh, I had Jermaine coming off the board uh, with the Giants at seven. Uh, I have the Texans taking a cornerback. You had him taking another lineman at three. So, you, you know, obviously they're not going to do that. But I think this is where they get that O lineman. And I think they go Charles Cross here, uh, the Mississippi State player that you, you know, you raved about with a nice pick for the Seahawks. So I, I like Cross in this spot for the Texans. They don't go 
O-line with that third overall pick. They went corner with Sauce Gardner, and now here they go with their offensive lineman, um, Charles Cross. Charles Cross. Ed goes to the cross (laughs) two weeks after Easter. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Never too late. Never too late to to go to the cross. uh, but in the number 13 pick, and, you know, you got to go to the cross with the number 13 pick. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the, the, the superstitions. <laughs> done with that. Okay, so we're looking at the number 14 pick. You know, there are a couple of ways the Baltimore Ravens could go with this pick. And, and while the linebacker might not stand out as the biggest need, I do think they go with Devine Lloyd, uh, the linebacker of, of, of Utah. Uh, it's a spot that they, that they could stand to upgrade a little. Devin Lloyd offers that as, as they can start him next week. You know, Patrick Queen in, in their 3-4 defense front have two players capable of racking up the tackles. And Lloyd did a great job proving he's capable of playing all three down, all three downs and not only helped him jump to the top 20 here, I think, he winds up being the first linebacker off the board. It's my board. And, and it's that's – I think this is an, an easy – no-brainer for the Baltimore Ravens. It's a number 14 pick. They get Devon Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we go. I'm back with you. I, I agree. I think <laughs> Devin Lloyd's one of, one of my favorite players in the draft. I mean, I think that guy gives you production. Big guy, 6'3", 240 or so. Ravens love linebackers. I mean, they, they could go defensive tackle here. They could go uh, Jordan Davis. Um, but I, I – you know, it's a tough call. I, I'm going to go linebacker, too. I, I just think the Ravens do like linebackers. They had Ray Lewis. You know, they love their linebackers in Baltimore. I, I know they do have Patrick Queen, but uh, I, I think, you know, he gives them another weapon on that second line of their defense to really, um, you know, make plays. And, you know, he can blitz. He can cover. Um, I think he, he it could be him or Jordan Davis, but I'll, I'll agree with you here, and I'll go uh, De- Devin Lloyd here is the pick. I love your thoughts about Jordan Davis. I know we, and again, keeping it in, in the order that it is, you know, this may not actually happen on the, you may trade up or trade down from the 15th week. I say you, I mean the Philadelphia Eagles. I do like Jordan Davis here. We talked about Chris Lavebe earlier, but I mean, for my official pick, I think that the, the, it makes sense for Jordan Davis, uh, defensive tackle out of Georgia to end up as the Eagles. I mean, and you're the Eagles expert here, but the Philadelphia Eagles have three picks in this draft after making the trade with the New Orleans Saints, they now have selection at 15 and 18. Again, keeping it the way it is now. I know you think that there's some math going behind it. This may not be the case. Uh, so while they won't be dominating the stretch of the draft, it seems that way initially they can come out away with a top talent on their roster in the top 20 picks, leaving this at the 15. If they, if they do that, Jordan Davis is your guy. And, defensive tackle in Georgia, but this would be a good time for you to break out the math because they may not work out and Jordan Davis is going to go early and kind of thinking that he's not, he might even go a little bit up than the 15, but let's just say that you guys keep the 15. My official pick for the number 15 pick right now is Jordan Davis to the Philadelphia Eagles defensive tackle out of Georgia. Yeah, I mean, if he's sitting there, like you said, definitely the pick. Um, and I mentioned earlier a trade possibly with the Jets uh, to get the 10th pick. And it would be interesting to see who they would take with that 10th pick. 
Would it be Davis or Kyle Hamilton if he's still there? You know, the Eagles have never drafted a safety in the first round in their life. You know, they took a great one in the second round back in 1996 with Brian Dawkins in the Hall of Fame now, but never gone safety first round. So if they do trade up, it would be real interesting for me to see who they take there, whether it be Hamilton or Davis. They love Davis. I think Hamilton's a home run pick if they were to get him. Um, But, you know, Jordan Davis, they do love uh, the defensive line of the Eagles. Only has, you know, Fletcher Cox, who's now uh, on a year-to-year contract. Same with Javon Hargrave, his last year of his contract. So um, after that, they have a second-year guy who played well, Milton Williams, last year. And you hope he takes a bigger step up this year and year two. But, you know, a little thin at that tackle spot. Um, So I I could see them going Jordan Davis or his – running mate at Georgia, Devontae Wyatt, with this pick. If uh, Davis is gone and they don't trade up and they stay put, I could see Devontae Wyatt in this spot. I could also see the receiver, Chris Olave, uh, for the for the uh, Ohio State. Um, they could go that way, too. But I, right now I'm going to go Jordan Davis because he's there. They love him. 6'6", 345-pound mm-hmm. run stuffer. Didn't produce a lot of sacks, but I don't think – the Georgia defense plays in a scheme where they required him to pick up sacks. Their defensive tackles are more kind of uh, they consume run block. You know, they, they consume blockers up front. Uh, but I think he's got the ability to rush the passer. He was only a two-down player at Georgia, but, again, I think there's reasons for that. Uh, the biggest being that with this transfer portal now, you have to keep players happy. You don't want guys transferring that you might need on next year's team. So I think Georgia – you know, rotated guys in to keep guys happy with playing time because they don't want to lose them. And I think you're going to see more of that with teams going forward is you, you got to play guys to keep them happy. Uh, and Georgia has a lot of talent right. on the defense. So I think there's a reason why Jordan Davis wasn't a three down player, but I think he can become that in the NFL. And I think the Eagles will take him if he's here. Well, here's the thing you mentioned Fletcher Cox and Fletcher Cox was, as you mentioned, released and then brought back to, so he could have a more affordable deal, but it's a one year deal. You know, he said he loves playing in Philly, and, you know, maybe he does. I mean, he probably loves playing anywhere. But my thought is with with, with, with Cox, and just I'm, I'm digressing a little bit, they, they brought him back for a more affordable contract on a, on, on a year, one-year deal. Uh, I kind of think, and this is just me, I don't have anything to say. You're my, you're my sole source inside the camp of Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but uh, I don't think uh, – I don't think Cox – He's going to renew this year, and he's going to retire. Do we do we do we think that? But I think that 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 Philadelphia knows Cox isn't going to be there after this one-year contract. Um. So I mean, again, it does make sense for Jordan Davis, but I, I I'm saying two different things. But I guess my question is, do you think do you think Fletcher Cox is going to be around for after this one-year contract? Well, I. I think the ball's in Fletcher Cox's court. You know, now he's playing for a contract. You know, he had the luxury of that big money deal um, that had been reworked a couple times, and he's still making $14 million this year. It's not like he's, you know, going to be out, you know, in, in the bread line or anything, but he's, um, you know, he, he, he's, <laughs> you know he, he's, he's still, yeah, but I mean, he's need to, he needs to play better than he has the last two years. There's clearly been a drop-off in his play. I mean, he's one of the greatest Eagles of all time. Let's face it, you know, he's a six-time pro bowler. He, he's been first-team all-pro four times. I mean, he, he's one of the great ones in organization, uh, in the organization's history, but he's declined a bit. And he's, you know, going to be 32 
uh, during the season. So it's in his court. If he plays well, if he produces, if he can show that he, he still has more left than he has shown the last two years, yeah, he could come back. But if not, and I'm not sure he can, then, yeah, I think they'll move on, and, and they need to start to prepare for that day. I think that's what they do this week. We'll see what happens uh, with that number 15 pick, if they keep it or if Jordan Davis is still around. Well, I think that's – you're absolutely right. That's what they start doing. This uh, – the number 16 pick goes to New Orleans as it stands now, and I'm, I'm having fun with this because I, I just know this is going to happen. At some point, some anchor somewhere at some time during the NFL season, if, even if he's not with the, the Saints, is going to say Jameson Williams and Jameson Williams. I mean, how many people's mind automatically went into Jamison uh, Williams uh, with, with being the quarterback, you know, that's all jacked up? Jamison Williams <laughs> goes to the Saints. I mean, chances are chances are high that the New Orleans Saints will be making another move around the 2022 draft. So this is another one that we'd have to pull out our calculator, and it would be very odd for them to have given up a future first-round pick to see who falls at 16 and 19. However, in this mock draft, there are no trade predictions at the moment. So the Saints do exactly that, and they and they pick up Jameson Williams, <laughs> wide receiver out of Alabama. Am I the only one that finds that name just somewhat? I, if I was him, I'd be one of those guys wanting to change my name. What, what, what do you think about that? What to like Jameson Smith or Jameson Jones? Or something. <laughs> Uh, I think the Saints are going to go quarterback here. Um, and I think if they stay put, I think they'd be pretty happy if Malik Willis is sitting there. And right now in our draft, he is. So uh, I'm going to go quarterback here. And again, you know, I think Jameis Winston, they re-signed him. They got a new head coach. Uh, they're kind of in a little bit of a rebuild here, I think, the Saints. And you can, if you're going to do that, you, you're going to want to have a quarterback, I think, that can learn. Malik Willis, and then be the guy going forward in 2023, maybe even later in 2022, depending on how things are going in New Orleans. So I'm going to go quarterback here. I'm going to go with uh, Malik Willis as the pick. You know, I got sucked in my own joke. And the name was that I was thinking was Jameson Winston. But when I hear the name Jameson Williams, my mind goes right to Jameson Winston. So if you have to explain it, it's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Jameis, well, Jameis Winston, Jameson Williams, uh, you know. Hey, I just take Jameis. For anybody. Give me a bottle of Jameson. We're good to go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you went with you went with quarterback with New Orleans. I'm sorry. I, I, I caught us off rails again. No, that's okay. No. Yeah, you, you went with – who was your quarterback pick for the – Willis. Malik Willis. Okay, Willis. Yeah, okay, Malik gotcha. Willis. Okay. All right, going on to the number 17 pick, goes to the Chargers. Um, you know, he, here's the thing. Justin Herbert has already established himself as one of the better young quarterbacks in the NFL. And the, and the Chargers, I, I, I just say Chargers now because I still get called up saying the, the, the San Diego Chargers, but have made sure that he's comfortable in his surroundings. They've already re-signed Mike Williams, who has become his favorite target, and he can make things even better. Uh, by adding Trevor Penning. That's why I go with here. Trevor Penning, offensive t- tackle out of Northern Iowa um, at the number 17 pick. 
Uh, certainly Penny performed at a high level throughout his, his college career, uh, but there were questions since he played in a smaller school uh, such as Northern Iowa. So, uh, but, uh, you know, maybe he could still be a bully in, in, in the competition and the competition gets stronger. So Trevor Penny, an offensive tackle, goes to the Chargers, 17 overall pick. Yeah, I, I, well, I could see that, but I, I think we're going to see, and, and I know you picked a receiver at 16, but I think we're going to see a little receiver run here. Um, and, and I think it starts with uh, the, the USC court uh, receiver. Uh, I always screw this up. His name is Drake London, but I always want to call him London Drake. I don't know why. Um, it's, <laughs> it I, comes to mind, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, I'm, I'm going Drake London here. I think, you know, the Chargers could use somebody opposite Williams. It's, uh, you know, they got Keenan Allen in the slot, big slot. And, man, you had another weapon for Justin Herbert uh, on the outside, like Drake London. I mean, that offense, you're going to have to score 28 points to, to try to beat them, uh, you know, because they're going to put up a lot of points. Uh, and they're coming in with a little bit of a chip, not making the playoffs last year. So I just think that Drake London is the start of a receiver run here. Uh, and it starts at 17 with him going to the Chargers. You know, that surprises me because, you know, we're keeping things as they are now. So right now you guys are next to the 18th pick. I would think that you guys would, would go with Drake London, and that's what I had here for the 18th pick there. You know, you, certainly after fixing some interior defensive line with okay, – going back at the Jordan Davis conversation, uh, make Chanel turn their attention to the receiving corps and – Guys, the Eagles added Jalen Rigger in 2020, but has yet to prove himself that he was worth round one and round one selection. Last season, y'all went with Devontae Smith, who proved that he can be a number one wideout. Now make it three years in a row where you add receivers, and I, I think you guys would like to have Drake London there in that position from USC. I mean, not only does it give Jalen Hurts enough weapons to take his next step, but it also allows them uh, to move on from Rager. I mean, wouldn't you guys want yeah. Drake London, or maybe I'm just overanalyzing? Yeah, <laughs> sure. And, and and they could take him at 15. I mean, they, they, look, the Eagles could go a lot of different ways. I mean, they they have needs, and they've taken a receiver first round the last two years. You know, you mentioned Rager, Devontae. Uh, and I think they go receiver again. And you know, like I said, this is the pick of one. Then at 17 is the start of a, a receiver run. And I, I think the Eagles will go with Jamison Williams, the uh, the receiver from Alabama. You know, he's going to miss, you know, the first five weeks or so of the season with the ACL. But uh, I don't think they're adverse to sitting and waiting. I mean, they, they tried like crazy to bring in another receiver, a veteran receiver, this offseason. They would have traded for Calvin Ridley. There was pretty much a deal in place until the Falcons told them that, you know, something's coming down the pike. We don't know what it is. And then, like, a week later, Ridley suspended for the season. So, you know, they tried with him. They, Christian Kirk, they're not going to pay him the kind of money that the Jaguars paid him. Allen Robinson got a lot of money, but he, the Eagles might have been in that race. But they, he wanted to go play for a Super Bowl contender, so he went to the Rams. So, you know, they've been in on guys, and, and it just hasn't worked out. And I think they have Rager, who, you know, you're not going to get much out of him at this point. They could trade him. Uh, on draft night, maybe for a pick next year, a conditional type pick, um, like they did with Carson Wentz when they traded him to the Colts with for a second rounder that became a first. Uh, I could that could happen with Rager, but uh, you know you have Zach Pascal, the guy that played for the Colts, who 
wasn't a fan of Carson Wentz. Pretty much said that last week that, you know, there was a yeah. production dip from Pascal this past year. But I think the Eagles, Nick Sirianni loves Pascal. I think you're going to see a good year out of him. Um, so they have guys in place that can weather the storm of having Williams sit out for the first five weeks. So I think they go with Jamison Williams here at 18. Well, and that's, that's an obvious thing. You mentioned Zach Pascal, and there was that disconnect between Zach Pascal and Carson Wentz, but there's two sides to every coin. What we saw here in Indianapolis was, yes, he's very good. Zach Pascal is very, very good. But he's deeply good, and hopefully that doesn't come out. And I heard that from other people that had been in the locker room, and Carson Wentz didn't like that type of mentality, and that caused a disconnect between the two of them. So, that said, you are right. I yeah. Zach Pascal's great, but, you know, just wanted to throw in the other side of the coin there, that Zach Pascal's not the perfect little angel that he wants everybody to believe that he is. <laughs> not hate nobody. He's a great, he's a great player, but he's a diva player. And, you know, that's just, that's just one man's opinion. He was not in any, he was not in Philadelphia. So. <laughs> right. Well, I know. You know you'll have, have to let me know. You'll have to let me know as the season progresses, how he acts and acts and interacts in the locker. I'd, I'd be curious to, yeah. to see if that matches. Well, up. again, he, he had a good a, opening press conference when we had him, you know, he said all the right things, looked like he was grateful to be in Philadelphia. He wanted to play for Sirianni again. So yeah, he mm-hmm. had a lot of success with Sirianni, you know, uh, the way he was used. So, um, we'll yeah. see. I mean, it's you know, first yeah, it impression goes. was good, but who knows? I mean, we'll see. But that's yeah, right. I know the Eagles are pretty happy to have them. Yeah, and that's great. You know, I mean, a lot of times you just need a new, a new fresh uh, scenery. I digress. Let's get back on the train here. The number nineteen pick uh, goes to the Saints, and that is again keeping things the way they are now. Uh, things can change, but that was a trade that from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I, I, you know, the the Saints. Again, I'm back on the clock at 19, and and going with my board after adding you know the wideout at 16. Now they need to look at a cornerback situation. I think that lies with Andrew Booth from Clemson, um, Paulson Ad- Abdul. I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong. You know, did a pretty good job in 2021, but the Saints could still use an upgrade uh, from Marshawn Lattimore. Is that how you say it? Lamore? Lattimore. Uh, man, we're just having problems with, with names today. Booth is someone who improved every season for the Tigers and should be able to develop a, a regular as a regular starter in the rookie season. So I think the Booth Andrew Booth will be a great addition to the New Orleans Saints in the nineteen pick. Uh cornerback out of Clemson. Thoughts, sir. Well, well, my, I'm going to go receiver here. Like I said, the receiver run started with the Chargers with London, continued with the Eagles and Williams, and I'm going to go with uh, Chris Olave here uh, as the pick uh, receiver um, to bring in. They need receivers, and you know I think Olave is a great pick at 19. Again, I mean he's a guy that could go earlier, may go earlier, but if he's there at 19, uh, I think the Saints grab him. You know, we look at the Pittsburgh Steelers in the number 20 pick. You know, certainly sad story that happened uh, with, you know, the future quarterback. A lot of people thought that maybe he had the possibility of being um, the replacement to uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. 
and I am so mad at myself. I can't remember the guy who, who just recently died, got killed in a car accident. Wait, get hit. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Thank you so much. State quarterback. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. He was pretty much number three in line, but he was in South Florida uh, working with the Steelers. Of course, Mitch Trubisky now is going to start for the Steelers, and I I don't see him being the replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. Now, this brings us back into the conversation of Baker Mayfield. Um, if what we think is going to happen is going to be released by the Browns, of course, that does make sense for Cleveland. Uh, even if Mayfield was in town, there's no guarantee that he would beat out Trubisky because, you know, is, is Baker Mayfield a bigger name than Mitch Trubisky? Yes, but does that make him a better quarterback? Having said that, I mean, they've got to get to look at this quarterback situation. I hate to say that we, we need to look – now they have to draft a quarterback because of what happened to Haskins because it was such a sad story. You know, he's trying to help somebody out. You know, it's just such a sad story that that happened. But we do have to talk about what the, what the Steelers have to do here at the 20 pick, and they have to pick up a quarterback. Let's let the, let's let the games begin at the quarterback position. Uh, Desmond Ritter – out of Cincinnati, man, was he good. We we heard his name every weekend uh, with with Cincinnati. So he uh, uh, quarterback makes sense. Bring in Mayfield. Let let them figure it out. And somebody goes home, and then you have your you know one two or not go home, but maybe go to the practice squad. Uh, but Ritter out of Cincinnati, number twenty pick uh, to the Steelers. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, well, two quarterbacks are off the board, right? Uh, Willis and Pickett both gone, and I and you know the Steelers to me will go quarterback. They may trade up to try to get one, but uh, you know right now they'll take quarterback. And the, you know, look, the, 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 Baker Mayfield's not going to Pittsburgh unless the, the Browns release him. I mean, the Browns aren't going to trade him to a to a division rival like the Steelers. There's no way. I mean, the the only way he goes to Pittsburgh is if he's cut and, and they sign him. And I'm not even sure the Steelers would sign him um, at that point, you know, and I'm not even sure the Browns are going to release him. I think they're just going to keep him and try to trade him. They're not going to just cut a first round former quarterback who can bring value to a team. They're going to wait and try to get something for him. Um, so you go quarterback here. You like Ritter. I love Ritter, but I think they like Matt Corral. Uh, you know, he's kind of a boomer bust type of guy. You know, he's, he's got a great arm. And um, he moves well. He can he can keep plays alive. Uh, a little risky sometimes, so it opens up the chance for injury. But I, I you know I like both Ritter and Corral, and I just think the Steelers might like Corral a little better. So I'll go Matt Corral here with this pick. This is the annual balance mock draft. Uh, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, on our official NFL contributor and the best in the biz joins us uh, to, to break down these picks. Full disclaimer, we're, we're running this just, uh, you know, no, no trade predictions. We know, uh, and full disclaimer, we know that there's going to be some shuffling and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And it, it's going to be very interesting to see how the, these – play out, especially in the first two days. Uh, but a couple more teams. I just want to talk about teams. You know, uh, certainly we've got the number one, I mean, not number one, number 21 team draft uh, pick goes goes to uh, New England, sorry. Uh, Trent McDuffie, good one there. I want to talk about the Heisman and some other stuff here. 
you know, we talked about Chris Olave. We talked about him earlier with with the Eagles. I, I do think he lands a spot at number 22 with the Packers. Let's kind of combine the 21-22 the, uh, pick here real quick uh, for uh, uh, New England and the Green Bay Packers. I got Trent McDuffie, quarterback for Washington, in the number 21 pick, and Chris Olave, uh, wide receiver, Ohio State, in the number 22 pick to the uh, to the Packers. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I, I think the Patriots need offensive line help, uh, and I love Trevor Penning, man. He's the guy, if he's on your team, you love him. He plays to the whistle a lot of times after the whistle. He's like a John Runyon type who played for the Eagles uh, and the Titans. Um, but he's the kind of guy, if he's on your team, you love him. If you're not on your, your team, you hate him because of the way he plays. But I think Trevor Penning's the pick for the Patriots here if, if, if they stay there. And, oh, and then 22. And who, yeah, 22. And who yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I think they do the need a receiver. And I, yeah, I, I think they go receiver. I think they go J, uh, John Dotson from Penn State here. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, he, he, he totally fallen off my radar. <laughs> let's look, at, let's look yeah. at the number 23 and number 24 position here so we can kind of get through these. We're running short on time here. Uh, we, we look yeah. at uh, the Cardinals and, you know, uh, I'm not a big Purdue fan. I'm an IU guy, but George Carlopitis, there I go with the bad names again, defensive end out of Purdue. Uh, you know, J.J. Watt is under contract with the Arizona Cardinals, but they did lose uh, Chandler Jones in free agency. This means they could use another pass rusher. And, uh, you know, if things play out the way that my board plays him out, he'll be available at the number 23 uh, position for the Cardinals. So George Carlopitis. Uh, edge rusher out of Purdue. And then Zion Johnson, I like for the Cowboys in the number 24 pick. Um, you know, with Connor Williams heading to the Miami Dolphins, uh, the Cowboys now have an, an opening left guard. And you certainly, more, Ed, are more familiar with these two teams than I am personally. But it looks like Zion Johnson, uh, offensive guard uh, for the uh, from Boston College, it's a, it's a good addition there to number 24. Number 23, number 24, Ed, the Cardinals and the Cowboys, your favorite team. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, well, I, think in, I think in Arizona, you got to go, got to keep Kyler Murray happy. I mean, you know, he, he wants his new contract. He doesn't want a thing, yet somehow he wants a new contract. But I think you have to try to keep Murray happy, so you're going to try to find somebody to protect him on that O-line. And I like Kenyon Green in this spot. I think he's the best interior player in this draft. I think they grab Kenyon Green. And then another lineman comes off the board again that the Cowboys need help up front. They would love to get Chad Penning – or uh, Chad Penning. Uh, I'm thinking of the old quarterback for the Jets, Chad Pennington. But, no, Trevor Penning. They would love <laughs> to get him, but he's not there. Uh, and I think they need help on their interior line. And I think uh, Linderbaum, the center from Iowa, who could play some guard, but I think they take uh, – uh, whose name escapes me, Linderbaum. But Linderbaum, I think, is the pick for the uh, the Cowboys here at 24. All right, let's go on to 25, and let's talk a little bit about the Buffalo Bills. Man, they've turned a lot around over there, and they're going to be building on that. Why? You know, uh, certainly we, we talk about everyone who's upset about the coin toss determining the Buffalo Bills playoff loss to the Chiefs. Uh, you know, got to get past that. They got they got some holes to fix. 
but I I'm high on the Buffalo Bills, man. They they did great last year. I was I was really rooting for them. I, I think they pick up Kyler Gordon out of Washington, cornerback in the number 25, uh, to help fill out some spots. Uh, and then I, we, we look at the number 26 picks, another AFC South team that that are is a, has become a thorn in the Colts' ours. Uh, and that's a, uh, the Tennessee Titans. They go with uh, Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown wants a new deal. There are rumors that he could be headed to the open market. However, the Tennessee Titans have tried to throw some cold water on that notion, uh, saying they do not foresee trading him, or nor should they. But by means of protecting themselves, it wouldn't hurt to add Traylon Burks uh, from Arkansas at this point. That's why uh, – 25 or 26 pick there. Ed, Ed, your thoughts? Yeah, good picks. Um, Buffalo, I think you go corner, like you said, with Kyler Gordon, but I, I still have uh, Booth on my board here from Clemson. I'm going Booth, the corner from Clemson, and at 27 or 26 with Tennessee. Uh, boy, Burks is a good player. If he's still there, that's a great pick. Um, I, I like Burks, but I, I think they need a tight end in Tennessee. Uh, I think they'll try to find a way to keep A.J. Brown happy. Uh, give him a new contract, whatever it takes. But I think they go tight end here. Trey McBride is my pick here. For the Titans? Yes, at 26, right? Okay. Yep. All right, guys, this has been the official balance mock draft. We got through a lot. We And I won't say, I won't say we got through the, the best, right? but we certainly got through the, the 25. There, there's, there's some other good picks out there. But I want to make sure that we have some conversations around Heisman Trophy. Uh, that's coming up. Um, so, Ed, while we got you here, let's talk about, you know, some of the odds. We look at the DraftKings odds, if, if you will. We don't even have to worry about the odds, but usually they're pretty good at putting these guys in order. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, D.J. Ongula, and Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Jackson Dwart all are in your top five of uh, possible early Heisman Trophy uh, picks. Who, who do you think – C.J. Stroud seems to be the popular pick that a lot of people uh, – and, and certainly he's from Ohio State. But what are your thoughts on C.J. Stroud getting the Heisman this year? What are your Heisman thoughts this year? Wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah C.J. Stroud, sure. And where, is Bryce Young in there, the Alabama kid? Is he in that top five? Yeah, no, he's the number two. He would be the next one. Oh, number two. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I like Bryce Young. Did he win it last year? I can't even remember who won the Heisman last year. Um, I think it was Bryce Young, wasn't I it? I think he Alabama. did, actually. Yeah, it's tough to win you know, it two, what, what, two times. It, yeah, but, he may have. I mean, what are the – has that ever happened? I guess it, maybe it has, but it's got to be almost impossible for uh, – you know, Bryce Young did win the Heisman last year. Yeah, it's almost um, impossible to get two in a row, but man, what an historic feat that would be if if he was able to do it. Yeah, you know, I think you gotta gotta look at him. Um, I think Archie Griffin won it twice uh, at Ohio State, also um, in back-to-back years. Um, I, I don't know though. I, I could I couldn't say for sure <laughs> who who's won it in back-to-back years. Uh, but any but yeah, I, I like quarterbacks. It's a, it's a quarterback award. You know, Devontae Smith won it a yeah. couple years ago as a it's receiver. Not, not he was de- the first one. It's not designated one. to be a quarterback award, but it's a quarterback award. Right. <laughs> it, right. And and I think, you know, you mentioned the two big ones. Marcus Williams 
um, at USC now, transferred from Oklahoma, followed Lincoln Riley out there to USC. I mean, he could certainly be in the mix. Um, you know, he, he had a you know, he had an up and down year, but it was his first year in college. So, you know, I think, you, you know, maybe Stout or uh, Bryce Young's the favorite, followed by C.J. Stroud. But I think Marcus Williams can play his way in there, too. So they're, they're the three for me, for sure. This has been our official mock draft. Ed Kraft, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, has been uh, awesome to hang out with us for the last 90 minutes and break down, you know, this uh, from, you know, the, the most novice. Where we, we There's a lot of ways we could have done this, but – I appreciate Ed coming on. I always appreciate him and what he does for this show. He brings us to a, a whole a whole new level. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. What are you working on this week? Uh, where, where can people find your work and masterpieces? What you got going on? Well, a little thing called the draft. You know, it's keeping me jumping here. Oh, yeah, that's Yeah, right, right. That's thing. So, yeah, we're going to, you know, I'll be, I'll be down in Philly, hopefully, at the NovaCare Complex, the Eagles facility, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, you know, covering that, but that'll, you know, I'll be writing all about it this week. And you can follow it all on Twitter if you want. K-R-A-C-Z-E is where you can find my links. I'll probably end up doing a first-round mock draft, too, uh, as we get a little bit closer. We're already pretty close. But, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me, on Twitter at Kratzy, K-R-A-C-Z-E. And we'll get, we'll get, the, uh, we'll get the, your, your stuff posted as well. But we're going to hear in this effort, we're going to get all of the picks, your picks, my picks, and let, we'll, we'll, we'll compare notes uh, throughout the weekend next weekend, Ed. I promise you. Absolutely. We'll, we'll make you done. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Yep, you got you it. You have yourself a good right, weekend, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk with you soon. Thank you, Ed. You too, sir. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. This was our official long draft. I get super excited about because now we're starting to talk about the NFL again. I mean, can we get a name man with an NFL? Uh, I, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's awesome to, to be talking about the NFL. So my, uh, make sure that you are, if you're listening to us on the podcast, which you might be right now, go ahead and hit like and subscribe because then every time we drop one, it comes in your notification center there, and you're going to know that we've got it anywhere you get your your podcast at. Also, follow us on Twitter at T Balance and on Facebook. On just search uh, the the Balance. Uh, and again, make sure you you like us and share us and let everybody know how awesome we are. We know how awesome we are. Remember, don't drink and drive. It ain't cool. My name is Tom Marquis. I'm out of here. Deuces.
Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com.